welcome back to Womanomics Podcast, Soul Care for Entrepreneurs. We are so excited for another Womanomics Wednesday. I am your co-host, Sierra Bryan of C. Bryan Notary Services. And I'm Corinne of Freedom Notary Services. And we have an extremely special guest. I'm super excited. First of all, shout out to Todd Capital's Mastermind. All right. It's such a diversity of entrepreneurs in there. And we have been graced <laughs> with Mr. Hivemind himself. Please, Daniel, introduce yourself. Hi. hi uh, well, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate you inviting me. Like I said, I enjoy doing these, not just for doing them and for doing them's purpose, but just for the conversation. So I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, for everybody who doesn't know, um, I'm Daniel Martinez, Daniel Hybman on Instagram. You go check me out. Um, I've been entrepreneur for about five years now. I originally used to truck truck driver, got into real estate software, and I do a bunch of other stuff now. <laughs> that That's is the, super. It's dope. a thirty second spiel. <laughs> That's great. So we're definitely diving into them 30 seconds and expanding a lot more. So you started off with saying you've been an entrepreneur for five years. Our famous question that we always love to start our conversations off is when did you know that you could be an entrepreneur? Um, oh man. Uh, you re- it was, it wasn't really, it was really a, uh, there's no good time to be an entrepreneur for everybody out there. <laughs> Like, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur in a year from now. And like, it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> um, so uh, there's no good time. And uh, I, I've always wanted to do it, but like, there's no good time to do it. So when I found out my wife was pregnant, I'm like, okay, it has to be right now. Because five years from now, I'm going to have a five-year-old. And I'm like, I'm definitely not going to do it then. So it has to be right now. So when I found out my wife was pregnant, I'm like, let's just do it. So I worked like six days for like nine months. I made like 100k that year and then I quit. Actually, I yeah. took a two week two week vacation, then I took a three month paternity leave and then I quit. <laughs> That's the way to use your benefits. Yes. <laughs> the yeah. grand exit. So when you started your own business, so I, I did a little background digging and I know you owned your own trucking company. So was that yeah. the business that was your first business that you started? That was my first business that I started because I had my CDL, so what business do you start? Like, I know, I know how to drive a truck. Worst case scenario, I'll just drive the truck that I own. So that's why I went into trucking and I wish I would have done more research, but it, it's uh the path you take is it's uh it helps grow and propel you. I say this all the time is that um, entrepreneurship is a survive as long as you can. So you get there type thing. <laughs> I love that. That's real. <laughs> That is very real. Um, yeah, and I feel like you give a lot of gems, you know, on your own podcast and just in the mastermind and just really showing up. So what are some of the what are some of the qualities that you have to have as an entrepreneur in order to really survive? Because like you said, like entrepreneurship is basically survivalship until <laughs> you make it. So for us who are still on the ship, we haven't quite made it yet. What are some qualities? that, you know, we can start to possess or add to our, um, just to our everyday to really show up and make our business a success? Um, persistence, consistency, and intentionality. Um, persistence, because a lot of people, they they get, like, uh, there's a Mike Tyson quote, he's like, Every, everybody, everybody wants to box and get in a fight so they get punched in the face a few times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So the the reality of persistence and uh, consistency. So you have to 
you have to do this every day. Like a lot of people, they joke around like, oh, I, I work from working 40 hours a week to entrepreneurship or I work 90 hours a week as a joke, but it, it's 100% true. And it's uh, you work a lot more, but you have the freedom flexibility to when, when you want to work. And that's the difference. Um, and then intentionality is, and this is a big one for me, is not every business should be run by you. Mm. So you have to be, and I think I talked, to, I went golfing with Charles, who's talk up a mastermind leader. And I, I was mentioning with him because another entrepreneur, he started with like a side business. And it was like one of those things where like, is this really going to get you to where you want to be? Should it be run by you? Is there something out there that you can do that's going to put you in a better position to succeed? And is it worth more of your time? Because everybody has that one thing that that it, everybody's on the same 24 hours. Elon Musk, that's worth a billion dollars, has the same 24 hours I do. So what's the difference? It's being uh, productive with what you do. So mm-hmm. I think that's the big thing as far as like what you do is really important because does it really have an ending that you want to receive? So you run your business with the or or build it with the end in mind. Yeah, you build it with the end in mind, one hundred percent. Like with with the software company, we're I'm I'm going. I want to go straight to a billion, and it's not I'm not being facetious or or, or slight about it. Like I want to I, I I have the ability to help thousands of clients. So why not go for helping thousands of clients and help and go that direction? So it's something that has the scalability to take you to where you want to go or have an exit. Like, Hey, I'm going to build it up to this point and exit out of this business and sell it off. So there, you have to think of the end of mind of what that, what that, what that goal, what that business is going to actually do for you. I love that. I love that. That is so good. And it's something to say about um, intentionality and really just reverse engineering your goals kind of like what you were mentioning a lot of the times we have a goal of like you know we want to reach six figures but we don't have a numerical number in order to start to you know kind of quantify what our services and you know the products that we provide how we can kind of get to that goal so I love the idea of reverse engineering I love the idea of like coach Michelle always says productively producing or essentially just you know having the task and activities um, <clears throat> you're doing stuff towards whatever your goal is, whatever you have set out to do for yourself. So I love that. Do you mind just sharing a story of a time where, you know, you might've felt defeated. You might've felt like you weren't walking in intention within your business and especially <laughs> making such, <laughs> especially making such a shift from, you know, owning and operating a trucking company into shifting over into, um, you know, more tech and a software space, especially again, switching industries over into real estate. So I would love to hear a story about that. So um, everybody, and this is, if you look at publicly traded companies, especially publicly traded trucking companies, they operate off a margin of 3% or less. Mm. What does that mean? mean? (laughs) It means that every dollar you bring in, every dollar they bring in, 97% of it goes to operating costs. They only keep three cents. Wow. So their margin is not that big and they're billion dollars. Yes, they do billions of dollars of, of business so that that translates into maybe a billion or million multi-millions of dollars but you got to think of me as a, as a solopreneur or a small business what you're stepping into and that's what I, that's the mistake i made was stepping into that business my profit margin is 10 percent on paper 
but then you have all the other costs that comes into business and, and running that business itself that it takes away in your profit margin. And I did that for two years and lost hundred grand. I generated five fifty and five hundred fifty thousand dollars in two years, but I still lost a hundred. So it goes to show, like not every, that's not, that goes back circle back to not every business should be run by you, and not every business is in the right direction that's going to meet your goals. Which is why mm. I, I talk about that's why I don't mind talking about trucking at all because. There's people that are truck drivers, just like I was, that think that starting a trucking business is the way to go, not really understanding the business side of trucking. Those at one point I had five trucks, I was paying $10,000 a month in insurance. What does that mean? That means the first $10,000 has to go straight to insurance. Well, well while you're making that $10,000, you have to pay employees, you have to pay insurance, you have to pay repairs, you have to pay breakdowns. So now you have to make $20,000 just to pay that 10. And it's just... There's, there's a lot that goes into that and you really don't understand that unless you understand the business side of things. Like like there's entrepreneurs like, oh, I make a million dollars this year. Well, not really because they have they have costs to business. They might have employees. They might have salespeople. They might have insurance. They might have all these other costs that have to pay out that, yes, they generated a million dollars, but what did they actually keep? Right. So what keeps you, because um, I know with solopreneurs, we don't most of us don't start off with all that wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of, of you know, how things work. We don't know that in a year we may not be in business or we may be in the brink of failure. So what um, can you say about that journey for yourself and, and being, I guess, mentally staying above water when there's so much, uh, even though you learned a lot and you've learned a lot, I'm sure, through loss as well. So how do you mentally stay above water to keep going? Because I know you're four, almost five years in. So a lot of times, like for me, I'm thinking like, oh, I'm, I've hit a year. Like that's, that's a major accomplishment. And so for those who are hitting four years, five years, 10 years, I always am curious about their journey. And, and so I know the mindset shifts. And then you have days where you may feel just as hopeless as the newbie that started. So what keeps mm -hmm. you going? So one thing I'll say to that is, um, if you want to make hundreds, of, if you, and this is where you have self-employed people like, I want to make a hundred grand a year. Well, a hundred grand a year comes with hundred grand a year problems. Um, if you want to make 250 grand a year, you got to deal with 250 grand a year problems. If you want to make a million a year, you got to make a deal with millionaire problems. So the problems don't go away when you hit a certain level. So that's that, that I want to break that down. Like that doesn't exist. They just get bigger. So yeah. you have to, you have to grow through your own pains because mm -hmm. If you can't deal with a $5,000 problem, you can't deal with a, a $200,000 problem. So it, it, it kind of builds up that muscle. So what I'll say about that is um, when you when you enter into solopreneurship, you got, you're wearing every hat. You're Before you were just a salesperson doing your job. Now when you go into entrepreneurship, your sales, your accounting, your 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 uh, your management, content, everything, HR, content, <laughs> HR. Yeah, you you're 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 a videographer, you're a content creator, you're doing all this extra stuff that you shouldn't do. So think about this: as you grow your business, you build departments around what it is. So big bigger business is actually easier because you can delegate. There's there's capital. There's money being created to delegate. There's people in place to handle HR. There's people in place to handle accounting. There's people in place to handle payroll. There's people in place to handle all these responsibilities. So it's no longer all on you. Mm -hmm. that, and that's the big step of, of taking small business to big business. And the, like the big thing about 
small businesses like it's all on you i have to I have to wear all these hats like when i when i'm out there selling i have to put my sales pan hat and i have to sell as soon as i get so i have my car I have to take it off because now i gotta fulfill <laughs> you know you gotta fulfill whatever you're selling you gotta be a fulfillment site and you go home you gotta do the accounting and the books and payroll and taxes so you're not gonna put take that hat off and switch it off when you get home so the the thing is is you want to grow to big business because you can delegate and and you can delegate and automate a lot of these responsibilities whether or not depending on you. And this is where partnership comes in too. If you partner with somebody that is opposite of you, they can handle different portions of you. So there's a whole thing of like, focus on your weaknesses and make those strengths. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's the wrong way to go about it. The right way to go about it is to, whatever your strengths are, build up those strengths to make them better and either partner or delegate those weaknesses because there's somebody out there that is, 10 times better and that's their strength that can fill that spot and fill that position for you that's a that's good yeah that's, that's good and i i heard that in a webinar one time uh just to paraphrase it was um do more of what works <laughs> it's so mm -hmm. simple but it's it's so true and a lot of times we kind of overcomplicate things because we have, you know, so much to prove when starting your own business and going in as an entrepreneur, you know, you don't always have people who support you or you have a lot of people relying on you to make sure that this is successful. So there's a lot of different, you know, stresses that you have to deal with on a day to day. And like you said, the more money you make, the more problems you obtain, they don't go away. So what I would love to hear from you, Daniel, is what is your morning routine look like? Like, how do you set yourself up for the day? <laughs> I know I've, we, we've been high flying with you. So I would love, I would love to know what your morning routine is. If you are an intentions person, an affirmations person, a planning person, like what does your mornings look like? So um, I am not the 4am person. There's not a 4am bone in my body. Uh, <laughs> I usually sleep in every morning and this is where it comes down to, I think coach Michelle talks about this all the time is that you have to take care of yourself. If you don't, if you don't rest and sleep, you can't operate at a high level and you need to operate at a high level. So me, I get, I get better results after my, cause I got kids. I got a five-year-old. I mean, I got a four-year-old, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. So oh, I got wow. kids just like everybody else. Uh, I want to spend time with them. So after they go to bed, I usually work if I need to after they go to sleep. So I'm, I, I'm productive at night because I don't have the distractions. My wife goes to bed. She wakes up early with the kids and I put, I handle the kids at night. I put them to bed and all that stuff, but then I get to sleep in technically. So I get up, it's kind of, it's kind of funny, but I get up at like eight to 9 AM Pacific time. And like, I have clients in the East coast and I'm like, I'm just not, I'm just not doing meetings till one o'clock your time. I'm sorry. It's just how it is. I love that. I will say yeah. And like, it, 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 it's like, I'm not a morning person, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend like I get up at seven a.m. every day. Like I just don't do it. And like yes, yes, like oh, four a.m. people that go to the gym and they're more successful. I'm like I still make money, so that's right. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing better than just keeping it real with what works for you versus yeah. trying to you know fit a square into a circle or whatever the saying goes. Because you're just never gonna be at your best because it's just not you. It's better to maximize your potential within what, you know, what you're capable of and what you're comfortable with. So I like that. 
So yeah. yeah. And it, like I said, I have I have employees that start before I do. So guess who's guess who works? That's where I have people in place. They're 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 living in another country and it's like 10 p.m. and they're there at work at 7 a.m. and I get up at nine. So that's why like even the mastermind when they had a evenings, I was there every call because they had it like a 6 p.m. But when they switched to mornings, I'm like, I'll be there when I get there. <laughs> so, that's great. so Daniel, what results have you reached in your business so far that excites you the most? It's it's not even like my results. It's what and this is where it comes down to doing what you love. Um, my clients have gotten great results and I think it's the biggest thing. And I, I've, I've hit big numbers, but it's just, it's just crazy to me. Like everybody has, everybody has, should have your personal life, like your family and your free time and the ability to travel when you want to, but you have to have that, that person, that business. Why too? Why do you do the business that you do? Yeah. So I really didn't know what that was till I had a client hit a six figure month and I'm like, Whoa, Whoa. Okay. Okay. How many more can we do like this? Like, who else needs mm-hmm. help? Like, let me help my clients at six figure months. Um, I didn't. I didn't hit a six figure month personally till uh, June. It was like May of this year. May of this year. Congratulations! I, I, I had clients hit it before I did, so it was, it was one of those things. Like, I was like, let's, let's do more of that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no that's kind of, good. It was kind of an accident too, but it's just my my. My business that I do, like I said, I still do real estate and we're doing like, we're doing like six figure paydays, but I, I don't necessarily call that as a month because that might, might have taken two or three months to actually complete. But um, it's one of those things where like, if I can help more clients make more money, I'm, I'm, I'm in the right space and I, I can sleep well and I know I'm doing that. So you didn't have that, but you didn't have that expectation for your business until you saw it. So did it just expand what was possible for you in the business? Well, um, and this is where like, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's not hard. I mean, I mean, it is hard. It's very hard. Like most people think like 50,000 a month is like their goal, but I'm like, you probably need close to six figures a month to, to really take home what you want to take home. So it's like, um, building your business big enough to where it doesn't require so much of you. Mm. That's, that's always the goal. I think we talked about it this morning in the mastermind call It's one of those things where like, if your goal should be build a business big enough where it doesn't require you mm. because if it requires mm. you, you can never do really do anything you want. So I had I, the guy I actually learned real estate from, he was, he started real estate when he was like 17 he did real estate for four or five years and then he made all the money he needed to and then pivoted into like online marketing where you can run it from a computer from any country. So oh. I, I like real estate because it's a tool to create a lot of wealth and then pivot into whatever you want to do from that point on. Mm. Okay. We got to let that one sit because <laughs> a lot of people... A lot of people feel like, you know, their business has to be, you know, sometimes the end all be all and that that doesn't have to be the case. You can always use it to, you know, pivot or fund however you want to live, like whatever lifestyle you want to build. So as someone who is in their first year of entrepreneurship and who's always worked in healthcare, which is extremely demanding, you don't have any time off, you don't have any holidays, they don't care about the kids, people going to be sick. So to switch over into this space, 
it's so different. And the one thing that I want to get a little bit of a conversation going about is um, how has it been kind of building your own business around your lifestyle versus building your lifestyle around your business? You spoke about, you know, the partnership that you have with your wife in terms of caring for your kids, making sure you get your amount of sleep, knowing where your most active and engaged hours are. And you can see the success, not only within your clients, but within your own personal, you know, business. So yeah, like what, what has that been like? Cause that's non-traditional, you know? <laughs> so um, one thing I'll say is business isn't forever. So you have to think about it, that there's a, there's a lifespan of your business because technology is changing. Most businesses that have been around 50 years or more, there's very, very few of them. So you got to think of your business as, as a time frame. So if there's, there's a time to make money, you got to capitalize on that time and think of an exit strategy with it to pivot into something else. Because as, as you grow older, different opportunities being created. So you got you to transition with the times because if you, st for example, you guys are, um, I'm, I'm a, I don't know how old you guys are, but Blockbuster was a thing back when I grew up and um, they didn't change with the times and they got left behind where they went down to zero. So you got to think of that your 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 business that you're creating has a, has a shelf life if you don't pivot it if you don't change it if you don't if you don't um, transition it through the times. So you got to think of what 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 businesses what business sector is has been here for a hundred years and will still be here in a hundred years or what can change that business. So if I can build it up to a certain point and exit and pivot into another niche, that's why it's always looking for other opportunities because you have to transition because. Uh, Bitcoin wasn't, a, it started about 20 years ago, but now you kind of see it coming up, blockchain coming up and a transition point happening. So not every, not, you're not, you don't have to be, you don't have to catch the first wave and be the, be the person that's making waves in that space, but you can see it and know it's there and just hop into it whenever it's created and built itself up. Um, as far as um, creating the life you want, um, you don't, need that much money to be free and a lot of people that and I, i've had this conversation with my older brother and he's like i need 10 rental properties to quit my job and i'm like you really don't you really don't and this is where it comes to like knowing what your base is and you can there's people this is crazy i heard one of my clients he does a lot of content and he's like if you have an employee that makes thirty thousand dollars a year that's happy if you pay him a hundred grand a year, he'll actually hurt himself because he has all this extra money. He makes this much more money. He doesn't know how to handle it. So whenever he burns himself out in that position, it goes like $30,000 a year again, he'll be happy again. And it's mm -hmm. crazy that it works out. People have that mentality. Like you don't need that much to survive. Like people like, I need a hundred K a year. I'm like, you really don't. Yeah. Like when you were, when you were, when I first got married, we lived tight. And I was, I was happy then. So like, even right now when I entered entrepreneurship, I would, in that first couple of years, I was in that same position. So I'm like, I'm happy here again. Now I actually have the flexibility to, to choose where I want. So like my wife's like, oh, I want to go to this this weekend. I'm like, all right, let me just block off the calendars. Let me know in advance so I can block off my calendar and we go. It's not even a problem at this point. Cause like I said, I have the flexibility to choose when I want off and if where I want to go and it's just, Hey, let's just go. So it's, it's creating, the life you want and spend the time with the family you want. And this is where I have a client on another level than me. And 
ask them how they're doing. Like, oh, we're just at the beach watching the kids playing the, at the beach. And I'm like, I'm over here. I'm like, I'm still grinding. <laughs> so, and like, it, 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 there's levels to it. Like some people, like you, you need to get build those up to a certain point. That way you can kind of step back. And that's where you get out of the business and you can kind of relax. But some people, they take it to extremes and then they, they don't sleep. Like Elon Musk, he has a he has a like a bed on the floor at his factory. So when he's there, he can sleep and work there. Like mm-hmm. is is the work-life balance what's really important? Right. Right. So so what does free mean to you? Because you make a good point. Like, does your brother need to in properties to to be free, to be happy? I guess we always wonder. We, we think when we, in the absence of money and the absence of massive wealth, we think that will be um, the destination or the goal to have, but we're really just seeking the feeling of having certain things. We're, we're seeking the experience. So when you said things were tight and you were happy then, I guess it makes me think about or curious about your relationship with money and, and growth. And so could you talk a little bit about that? Because a lot of us Sometimes, let me just speak for me, I don't know about the rest of the world, but I know not having things creates some level of tension. And so then the fantasy of having all these things or setting um, very, very lofty goals, thinking that that's the destination. So that's the destination of satisfaction and happiness. And so then along the way, the journey is you don't always give yourself permission to kind of lean into happiness because you haven't gotten there yet. So I think it will be good for the audience to hear like how you define happiness and freedom um, because it's not necessarily equated with massive wealth. So um, I think it goes down to like your mindset and your ability to, your ability to feel uncomfortable. A lot of people, they, they, they can't handle, they can't handle the cold. So like they stay away from the cold. And you have other people that can't handle the heat or humidity, so they kind of stay away from that 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 whatever they can't handle. So there's a, ex, and there's extremes that you you can't handle personally. And I think it's it's different for every individual. So like, um, there, there's people that do like ice cold plunges to like realign their body to take being uncomfortable more, um, as, as a normal thing. So they put their body through extremes to force being uncom- uncomfortable. So um, like me, I'm, I'm very easygoing. Like I was like, you can't get, you don't get mad at nothing. And I'm like, because when it comes down to it, it doesn't, it's not going to change the, it's not going to make less or make me more dollars. If, if I, if I let somebody borrow a thousand dollars, it's not going to hurt my pocket. Not that they might never pay me back. And that's what like, like you, you freely put out into the world expecting nothing back and, you're always happy. So it's almost like a mindset thing where like, I just put out, put out, put out. Somebody wants to take that energy and make something with it. That's on them. But I'm, I know I'm content in putting out the energy and putting out the good resources and putting out the good karma that whether it's used or not, it's not my, it's not my, I didn't, I, I did my part. Right. And that's the whole thing. I, I'm like, a lot of people are like, well, they owe me money or, and like, well, are you really going to, complain about it for 10 years and hold a grudge against them on their, on their personal faults or are you just going to let it go and have a relationship with them like mm-hmm. uh, what what's really important and what are you going to hold on to um as a whole like when when it, when all when our time passes what's really left behind mm-hmm. yeah. so, um, 
you, you got to value, you got to value what, what's in front of you and what's really important. There's a video I watched recently is that um, your, your friends that from the past that knew you, they knew a different version of you. If you grown if you grown to a different level and it's not that you left your friends behind, it's just that you've grown to another level that they didn't grow to. So you have to find new friends. So like that, like your best friend forever, like good luck. If you, if you're growing, if you're, if you're growing, you're probably gonna leave them behind. And if you grow fast, you're going to leave them behind even faster. So your, your, your relationships and your decisions are for a season and you shouldn't think of them. Like all, all my decisions I made in the past, are, if I'm at a wrong somebody, I'm like, Hey, that, that was, that wasn't even me. I don't even know who that was. I don't even know what I had for dinner yesterday. Like that's just in the past. I'm worried, I'm worried about tomorrow in the future. So how do you see yourself um, in the future in any, I don't know, in, in however you see the future, like, where do you see yourself? Cause who you are today is you're a whole lot wiser than you were when you started your journey. And so if you double the, the time in entrepreneurship, I guess four years from now, five years from now, um, you may look at this video and say, gosh, had I, if I knew what I know now, I would have answered that question differently. So where do you see yourself mindset set wise? Because I think it's just as important to set, you know, personal development goals, you know, because we, we're only as good as, you know, our experiences, our challenges, where we are in this very moment, but we don't know what's around the corner that will also refine us. So my only goal I, I put on myself is that I increase myself and do better from the person I did yesterday. So a lot of people that were like, I, I, I had this conversation recently. I taught them something that most people will never learn in their lifetime. And I taught them something like, I wish I would have known this five, 10 years ago. And I'm like, well, five, 10 years ago, you weren't even in the space to receive this. That's right. Yeah. So just let it go. I mean, whatever happened behind you, happened behind you. There's a lot of people thinking like, I want to be successful by I'm 30 years old. I want to be a millionaire by I'm 30 years old. And like, that's not really the right mindset when you, when you actually attain and move toward that goal as a whole, because um, it's one of those things where like, You'll get there when you get there. The path that I'm going down is being laid in front of me. It's being laid in front of me. So like my five-year goal, I have no idea. I mean, from me being a truck driver, literally driving trucks four years ago to now, I could never put myself in this position. I have no mm -hmm. idea. It's just, uh, everything's just going. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's super dope. I love that. You've definitely reaffirmed a lot for me in this time you know talking just really just reshifting or refocusing you know my mindset because I think when you're out there when you're trying to find your way whether you are a seasoned entrepreneur or you're a new entrepreneur it's just one a lot of information a lot of people telling you which way to go a lot of things that you want to do yourself a lot of losses that you take in silence and you don't really know how to handle it so you know, one thing that we're very big on here at Womanomics is helping people build their toolkit to reframe the limitations of their mind, because that's really what stops us from anything great is us. And, you know, it really starts with the mind, which I love the whole idea of high mind. So <laughs> being that mind is in there and you spoke a lot about mindset today, what are some tools that people can have in their toolkit to help reframe the limitations of their mind? I think one of the biggest hacks into business and entrepreneurship is find there's a uh, I don't know who who quoted this, but it's one of those things where like you find somebody that can be a mentor to you to kind of guide you down the path you want to be. 
you find somebody that's the same level of you that way you can kind of share experiences and you find somebody mm -hmm. behind you that way you can bring them up to your level and it always changes as you move up so a good a good teacher and a good mentor should push you past their level and it's not even a bad thing it's a good thing because they they kind of put you on your, on their shoulders to step up so like um i had a mentor when i was in trucking and what i'm doing now has kind of surpassed him but now i'm like dude come on let's go mm -hmm. i'm heading this direction you've helped me get to where i you helped me get even past where you were let, let, let me show you the way this way so now i'm like helping one of my mentors go go down the path i am and it's one of those things where like i have people i look up to that are reshaping my thought processes and and helping attain the goals that i want to attain like i said i haven't made it i haven't made it any more than anybody else it's just that i know my experiences have shaped who i am and i'm not ashamed of the path i've taken so it's one of those things where like i like i said i i know i'm heading in the right direction i was i used to make a joke, joke about this in trucking i used to talk to truck drivers all the time and they're like i got 15 years experience and i'm like no you don't he's like no, no i've been doing this for 15 years and i'm like no you don't you've done the same thing you did you did the same thing one year and you just copied it over and over again that's not experience that's just replication <laughs> that's a good one that's mm. good that's true. That was good. Man, he felt bad. <laughs> and like, it's just like you you wasted a lot of time. So like, what, like people people that that really change and move up, you can tell because they've they've grown and experienced new things. Like, literally five years ago, I was in a truck. I was in a truck. So it's just like, I not not trying to put myself on a pedestal or nothing. It's just that try and grow yourself year over year, day over day, month over month to a better person because the person you really want to be is in front of you. It's just, mm -hmm. you, gotta, and you gotta build up to there. You just don't, you can't jump the steps to get, to get to where you want to go. You gotta crawl up there sometimes. <laughs> That's a word. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea of, you know, having a mentor, having someone that's on your level and, and pulling someone else up. I don't think we give enough credit to, um, I think we sometimes take advantage of the people that's on our level because they're kind of there, but we're looking for more and more and more. So we lean on the mentors and then we're sometimes so self-absorbed of trying to make it that we're not pulling up people behind us. So it's good to kind of have that holistic approach to it because then the, the journey is much more richer versus just trying to race to the finish line. And then you end up on a hamster wheel because you're not considering those other components. So like, that's a gem. Like I've never even thought of it that way. I guess sometimes we do it haphazardly. You know, I try to look out for other people and, and share knowledge and stuff like that, but not with intention like that. So thank you for sharing that. That's that's gonna go down. That's a whole sound bite. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, one thing I'll say too is that um, it's uh, not everybody can be helped. Like as there's people out there that want to help everybody and like, oh, I would, I, if they did it this way, they do better results. And like, I can't force, I can't force wisdom down their throat. You have to take people that want to receive it. So, and then like other things is that people, people hear what they want to hear. So like people, even people listen to this conversation. If you caught something that, that resonated with you or it's, or it stuck with you, there's, if you listen to it again, six months later, and if you've grown, you can listen to that same conversation, you'll catch something else. 
just because mm-hmm. it might not resonate. So it's like uh, people call it like um, people that are religious, like read the Bible. Like you can read that same, that same, that same verse over and over again. And a year later, it's going to mean something totally different to you. And it's, conversations work the same way and experiences work the same way. So like, if you're going through a hard time now, you're like, oh, think, you think it's the end of the world. And this is some, when I was going through trucking, my business actually went down under and um, people were calling my family. Like everybody's like, oh, Daniel, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine. I was like, people in my position would probably be depressed and suicidal, but I'm fine. I'm good. And that shows you like the the bur- the burdens that you think you're under and the amount amount of pressure. When you grow, you think it's it's a mountain or a fence, and you, when you grow it, it's just a little ant hill that you got to step over. Mm-hmm. But it's experience that makes you see it and gives you perspective to overcome that. Whereas when you are in it, you're like, this is the end of the world. What am I going to do tomorrow? Um, the world is ending. You're like chicken run. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. <laughs> you think there's no way out but it's it's really you gotta like pull yourself out from that situation to really understand that it's nothing is it really going to affect the bottom line is it really going to change what you do a year from now and you kind of go step away from it that's good yeah you gave a lot you gave a lot to think about you gave a lot to even come back and like you said just having a different perspective on this conversation a couple of months from now. Like I can't imagine, I, you know what? I'm gonna make sure I come back, what's today? October 26th, <laughs> I'm gonna come back a year from today, October 26th and rewatch this. And I just want to just see all of the differences. I'm gonna tag you, Corinne, I'm gonna tag you, Dale. <laughs> and it's gonna be such a great experience. So first off, Daniel, thank you so much for joining us. Please tell us a little bit about HiveMind, where the people can connect with you, how they can use your services, your products, and um, where we can find you. So I am Daniel HiveMind on Instagram. Like I said earlier, we're HiveMind CRM on all platforms. We have the Hive with Us podcast with a thousand episodes a year from now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Since I'm talking, I'm talking to Corinne's future self. Uh, <laughs> Love no, that. but it, it, uh, we're a hive mind everywhere. Literally, we put content out everywhere you can think of from places that you've never heard of. We're there. Um, and it's just putting out the content, putting out valuable content. We do real estate entrepreneurship um, education. Uh, we have, we do a lot of land education, real estate education, and business education. Our software is a business automation tool to help you expand and grow your business. So if you're interested in that, go check it out hivemindcrm.io and then um yeah nothing to sell you but if you want to take your business to the next level let me know and we'll have all that in the description box as well absolutely and i'm i'm actually looking for i want to come to your summit i want to come to your next summit so i'm i'm excited about that can you just give us a little bit about the summit real quick so um every everybody that wants to speak it's really hard to get in the speaking game so what do you do? You just start your own. You start your own event. That's right. That's right. That's smart. Who, who, who can deny you from your own event? So, and a lot of people like, and everybody that wants to speak, it's kind of I'm being I'm being facetious, but uh, <laughs> it's hundred percent true. And like, I, I not that I wanted to speak. It's just I always felt like I had something to say. Ain't no one gonna put me on my platform. So where do you where do you go first? You just create your own platform. I don't need, I don't need, you don't, I don't need permission or anybody else to do what I want to do. 
So we do an annual event every year. We've done it Dallas, Fort Lauderdale. Now we're doing San Antonio in 2023. Be our third annual event. 10 years from now, guess what? We'll be at 13 years. We're not going to stop doing it just because we're not going to stop doing it. And we did our event six months in after starting our business. And like with people thought wow. we were crazy. But it's just it's just creating your own space. And a lot of people, they think they need other people to get to the, where they want to go. And the truth is you just build it on yourself. And people respect it more because you did it on your own. So now I have people looking at me like, how'd you do this? I'm like, what are you talking about? I just I just did it myself. <laughs> You just didn't ask for permission. You just did. I didn't ask, I, I didn't ask for permission. Like a lot of people are like, how do you have 240 episodes? Because you did them. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. What, what gives you the credibility to do 240 episodes? I don't know. I started with episode one. I recorded it. And then I started <laughs> episode two and I recorded it. And then now I'm at 240 episodes. And that's how I got here. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's 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 interesting how the you know the majority of thought is similar. So when you to you, so matter of fact, you just made the decision. You gave yourself permission. So the most people, it's like, who said it was okay? <laughs> who said well, it, you know you can say it that way? It's 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 uh it's where where uh, like school and the job has bad bad. Uh, thought processes and, and they put you in a position where you have to ask permission you have to raise your hand to get called upon you have to make sure you're in the right line that way you, you can get to where you're going with safely without being without being hurt and hit, hit by a car or whatever i'm like no when entrepreneurship it's the opposite you gotta you gotta you gotta start trailblazing <laughs> yeah for sure that's it that's it Well, thank you so much, Daniel. You gave us so much to work with. You gave us so much to just learn and bask in. Just so many things to think about. We appreciate your time. (laughs) We appreciate you taking your precious time out to come and have this wonderful conversation with us. Corinne, you know, I'm always going to throw it to you. Any last words? I don't have any last words besides, you know, I just want to express my gratitude for you coming on our show. We appreciate you and we look forward to sharing this with the world so that they can be inspired just as we are. Absolutely. Well, like I said, it's, uh, everybody talks about legacy, what, what legacy you're going to leave behind. So by you guys producing and creating this content, it's something that will be on forever that you don't even know the impact you'll make. So I appreciate you by creating it and making decisions to create it and continue to create it. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. Yes. All right, y'all. This was another wonderful episode of Woman on Miss Podcast. Shout out to Daniel. Make sure you tap in with him. Make sure you tap in with the podcast, with the summit, with the CRM, everything that Hive Mind has going on and tap in with us. This is another Womanomics Wednesday. We love y'all. See you next week. Bye. Yes. Womanomics Podcast.